Aussie Living Tuesdays with Ronald Abergee. And hey there, Ronald, are you good? I'm good and you, Ernest. I love all the energy drinks that are floating around here. I yeah. wish it was just water. I thought you were on the phone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Is that the way it looks? <laughs> yeah, so I would hide it. I mean, if you're not here. If I know you're coming, there's a 1.5. That's why I drank mine before he got here. I, and, uh, I was impressed with our producer. She's got lemon water on the table. And I'm sure when I go, the other stuff will come uh-huh. up from under the table. You so, see what yeah. I mean? When Ronald's not here, all the bad stuff come out. Now, you mentioned they're in the fizzy drinks and uh, packed lunches and so on. Now, according to the World Health Organization survey, about half of all children between the ages of 10 and 14 years do not take a packed lunch to school. Uh, were you surprised by this? Not at all. Especially when you look at, I mean, let's localize it in South Africa. When you look at the affordability issue, even of basic food to have a one meal a day at home, mm. there's absolutely no money to give the children something to take to school. That is why the food and the school feeding programs become so important and integral into helping these children get some sort of nutrient intake into their days to give them energy for school. Mm. In fact, let's go deeper into that. I mean, uh, the packing of lunches is a no-brainer. Uh, it could curb salt and sugar intakes from the experts, as they say. Uh, what are other advantages of kids uh, taking packed lunches to school? You know, when you pack a child its lunch, you as a parent control what the child's going to eat during the day. Yeah. Now, if you pack the child a nonsense lunch, and I'm going to say nonsense because literally, if you fill it in with sweet treats, fizzy drinks, or 100% you know, sugar fruit juices, then you're literally giving the child nonsense. What's going to happen? They're going to have it at first break. They're going to run like mad, mm-hmm. burn it out by the end of first break and have a serious drop in energy. So when you pack in good foods, like the right types of breads, if you can afford it, you pack in the right types of fruits, the right types of toppings on the breads, then you're giving your child the sustained energy with the right types of proteins and carbs and fats to help them sustain that energy and the mental focus throughout the day, mm. even though they're playing first and second break. Mm-hmm. Also, some, some or, or one, two, uh, one or two parents admitted that, you know, they, they are ashamed to say that they throw the money in, you know, the, the lunch money uh, instead of pack, packing the lunch. But there are other uh, challenges with that. As you kind of touched on it, you're not there to monitor what the kids Not eat. at all. And the thing is, when the child goes to tuck, do you think the child's going to order carrot and hummus? Uh, oh, no. Mm. They are now called ice lollies and those kinds of things. We used to call them ice squenchies back in the day, <laughs> you know. But it's like you're going to have the sweet treats. And schools are now serving ice creams and anything you can think of. Why? It's a revenue generator for them. Number two is if one child does it, all the children are going to do it because, you know, they want to be part of the cause and kids love sugar. Mm. But but then the survey by the World Health Organization further revealed that some kids do not take uh, packed lunches because there's nothing to pack at home. Any suggestions? You know, when it comes to that, then you need to really engage with the schools and the local government organizations. And this is where the Department of Education mm-hmm. is doing a wonderful job in that they are providing school feeding programs to guarantee that the children get one good meal a day at school. The problem becomes when you get greedy teachers and headmasters masters that take the food for themselves rather than give it to the kids and this has happened we've seen this in the media consistently so it's that for me is inexcusable you know so the children come to school and they look forward to this meal whether it be Uh. soup up whether it be bread they get brown bread some fruits as well Um, and that's the only meal they're going to have for the day and remember these most of these children are walking five to ten kilometers to get to school Mm. how much energy are are they expending to get there then you want them to focus in the class it's extremely difficult they don't have lunch and if you are giving your child something because some parents have stated in the survey Mm -hmm. that they do pack lunch so they might give the child some leftovers of the night before Mm -hmm. where there'd be a fat cake even 
you know, at that point, give the child something. I'd rather the child have something than nothing at all, even though it's not the healthiest option if you can't afford it. Mm. We went to a school sometime last year. Was yeah. it last year? Two years ago. Well, two years ago. What do they do there in Dipsloa? There they have a feeding program. Yep. So there they, they literally have built a kitchen. They go and they get funding in and around the community to feed those children every day. And they feed the children food and stews and healthy protein, carbohydrate-containing foods that give them energy. So it's whole, it's wholesome, it's hearty, and it feels like you're having a home-cooked meal. And that's what the, the parents in that area and the teachers have committed to. Mm, so more programs like that will we go a long way. We need more programs like that. We need to think of our children as athletes, and we need to train them, feed them, and treat them as such to be ultimate performers as they grow up. Because if we don't do it at a young age, mm. we're going to end up with dysfunct adults. And that generation is going to go through trials and tribulations that we can't even imagine. Mm, mm, scary thought. Health fact of the week? Our health fact of the week is very simple. Is that in association with those that can't afford, there's not much we can do except channel uh, government resources and, and NGOs to help them. But for those people that can afford foods, did you know that over 90% of diseases are associated with junk food, sugars, fizzy drinks, and eating the wrong types of foods. So just adjust your eating, and you can be healthier and help your kids be healthier. Mm, there's some food for thought there, Ronald. Thanks for dropping by. We'll chat again next Healthy Living Tuesday.